so good. I'm so good. I'm so fucking good. Oh my God. I was just fucking with the instrumental and I just I just wanted people to hear that. I just went live just to play <laughs> that. I think it's on. Check, check, check. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Between Broskies and Friends. Our little summer series starting off with a bang it's your boy cup not writing solo because eddie's not here but i do have a guest host with me today to kick off this little series how can i say this let's see let's give you a good introduction brother uh long time friend i think back in 2015 2016 i don't know we'll go down that history in a bit you're out of Georgia, right, right now? That is correct. He is straight out of Georgia. He's from New Orleans. Good pal of mine. Internet sensation himself. <laughs> he goes by the uncle. <laughs> right, your, your uncle. Your favorite uncle, not related. <laughs> it's your boy, Craig McFly. Welcome You're to the show. Super. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. This has been a long time. It's been it's been a long time coming, but we finally yes. and we finally here. It was anticipated. <laughs> you, were actually, <laughs> you were actually one of the first people I told about this little project I wanted to do, and right. I feel it's appropriate to have you here as the first person. So again, thank you for joining me. Of course, man. I'm glad to be here. We're doing this through Skype, you know, because obviously we live in different states. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the video gives us more of like a better look of uh, reaction instead of like right. talking over a phone or something. Right. So, and I've actually took advantage of it during quarantine. So it's a good little thing to use. So I'm glad to have you here once again. Of course, man. Um, Tell the people a little about you that don't know about you. <laughs> Well, for those who don't know who I am, if you're listening to the podcast, my name is Craig McFly. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, to be exact. And I've been in Atlanta for a hot minute since I was like, what, eight, nine years old? Hotlanta. Uh, um, yeah, man. <laughs> Hotlanta, for real, for real, is hot as hell. But <laughs> but I managed through it sometimes. Yeah. But, um, 31, uh, you know, I, of course, as you can see on the shirt, on the background right here, you really can't barely see it. Huge mm -hmm. top man. Yes, sir. Um, I've known, known this man, Jacob, since, what, two, yeah, like you said, 2015, 2016, through a little, through an through unknown man named uh, Shane Powers. Yeah, who was a little it's, inspiration behind this show. 
Yeah, he's 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 the real reason why we all know each other. It's just there's a whole gang of us. It's like it's people. Like a, it's literally a gang of people. It's, it's like a lot. <laughs> like people that know me, like when I tell them I have internet friends, they look at me like, "No way!" I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> it's like a whole other family over there, bro." <laughs> yeah, but it's it's all in different states, but we're all conjoined into one big group, it's and we're. Of- all still friends till this day since it's be- then. So. It's because of Shane Powers and Tyler who we're gonna talk about yeah. today. Basically. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that's that's just a little brief inter- introduction yeah, of yeah. my not not too not too wild, not too crazy. Yeah, I mean, because there's gonna be people that know you listen to this, but this is like for the audience that doesn't know you. So I mean, you don't need to go too deep, but that's good enough, I believe. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's let's get into it, man. Let's let's talk about this this glorious album that dropped, bro. Call me if you get lost. Come yes. on, man. Yes. Oh man, that the way he the way he wanted this album was legit perfect. He's he even tweeted the day of the album. He was trying to find a tweet that he said the DJ drama yelling over his album tweet, and he found it. And yeah. he said, always wanted DJ Drama to yell over his songs or an album or a mixtape since 2011. So this is mm-hmm. literally 10 years in the making. Like, it's incredible. And, and it happened. Like, this is the album. Like, we got a mixtape album from Tyler, and it's flawless. Like, for those who don't know, if you grew up within... Two, I'll say 2007, 2008 era. That's when mixtapes was everything. It was a thing. Especially and, the Gangsta Grills. Yeah, and yes, exactly. So Gangsta Grills, DJ Dedication. Drama, Don Cannon, all the dedications from Wayne, Young Jeezy, T.I., Future, whoever your hottest artist is, they've done a, a Gangsta Grills mixtape in their time. Especially yeah. Pharrell. In my opinion, I feel like Call Me If You Get Lost is Tyler's version of the In My Mind prequel to mixtape because you know that's Facts. one of Tyler's favorite, favorite. mixtapes. And yes. always talks about that mixtape. And I feel like this album was his mixtape inspired mm-hmm. by that. So, and the way that it was put together song by song by song. And the transitioning to different songs that give us like different moods and shit like that, it was flawless from from beginning to end. It was just insane. Yeah, like, you took you took the word out of my mouth. Flawless. It's incredible. I never doubt it, Tyler. You know, because he's always switching up. He's always switching up. Because everybody had this speculation: was it going to be like a continuation of Igor? Mm-mm. Was it going to be like kind of going back to his like older days, like Wolf and Goblin and stuff like that? Which it had like certain elements. Yeah, it will. does. Like it has certain elements in certain songs to make you feel like, oh, he went back to this era for this song. He went back to this for that song, and etc. 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 And it was it was perfectly executed within each song. It's. Yeah, it's just a combination. You know, you hear it in every song. Like, you hear Wolf in this one, and then you get the grittiness of Goblin in this other one. And then right. 
like songs like Sweet, you get a little bit of Flower Boy and Igor. You a, it's yeah, so you get a little bit of both in one crazy. song, which with great. new sounds. It's with crazy. New sound, right. It's it's insane. And like to hear like to me, to be quite honest with you, on what's your name when I saw NBA Youngboy. Which everyone did. <laughs> I I I had very, very <laughs> very low expectations on this man's verse. I was like, this man about to yell. He's about to do some wild shit yeah. on the song on, to, to even ruin the song. But you know how Tyler is when he's working with other people. He wants to make sure that when he tells you to do something, you do it the exact way he wants you to do it. Because if, he do, if you don't do it, it's not going to sound perfect to him. So I feel like when he told NBA Youngboy to do what he did on that verse, I was completely shocked. Like, I was vibing and grooving the first night when I heard it. And then when I heard NBA kick in, I was like... Yeah, that boy. I was like, wait. I, harmonizing I and all. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is... I was like, what? I was like, wow. Like, NBA Youngboy blew me away with his verse. I felt like he was the MVP of that whole album. Like, it was... It was insane. I was yeah, like, was, this man actually used this voice to, to his advantage with the auto-tune a little bit. Like, I heard a little bit of auto-tune in it, but it worked in his favor. Yeah. He did that, man. He... He did it with uh, Playboy Cardi. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, he does it with Cardi. He does it with Rocky. He, whoever you're, whoever he decides to work with, he he puts it to his advantage. To I mean, he did it with Forty Two as well. Yeah, he did it with Forty Two. Forty Two had a good verse too, which I was surprised. But you know, yeah, because I really don't care for them. So yeah, I don't really care for Forty Two like that. But he's he's pretty. He's a good rapper. I'll give him that. But but. For that song, for Lemonhead, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Okay," I was like, "Nice." So it was, it was solid. I give I it, that. I need to hear t their music go that route now. Like, I need them on more beats like that. Right, I totally agree with that. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know their their songs that well yet, but I just know I, I need to hear more of that on their music at some point. Yeah. So, how many times have you listened to it? <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's the only thing I've been playing recently. Facts. Big facts. Like ever since the album dropped, I've been playing it nonstop. Like Big I've facts. probably played it like within its from list from Sir Baudelaire to like Safari. I've been I've probably had it in rotation what I feel like I feel like it's more than twenty times. Yeah. At most. Yeah, like whenever I like like I try to get away from it for a little bit, just you know, just to the balance out my ears a little bit, but not go too far into it because I don't want to get tired of this album, even though I'm not going to be tired of this album. But I'm not either. Yeah, I'm I'm no, it's not. So I decided to, you know, give it a little break one of the days, but mm -hmm. then once I got a little break from it, I went right back to it. It's just it's it's literally that good. It's I, I legit feel like I'm listening to a mixtape all over again. Yeah, it's it's like it gives you that mixtape feel. It's like you're going like you're literally going back to a time where like mixtapes was a thing. Like 
we could care less about albums. Like, albums is cool. Like, that's fine. But if you didn't hear this mixtape or from this certain somebody, you, you felt like you was out of the loop, if you yep. will, until yes. you got the chance to listen to that mixtape. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a tell you this story a little bit. Like, this quick little yeah, story. Yeah, go for it, man. You're, you're a guest host. You go for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, this is what... This was around the time Lil Wayne was, like, at the peak of his career. Like, this was after the first Carter drop. This is like... Okay. This is like, what? After, no. No, 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 no. This was before the Carter 3 even dropped. This one so, was mixed... This one, Wayne was in his mixtape bag. Like you so got you're talking like 06, 07. 06, 07. Because we're, 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 we're the same age, so we're I'm in the same yeah. time zone as you. Yeah. So this yeah. is, I was like 16, 17. Yes. And this was when Lil Wayne was everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. he was on every R&B song, every rap yeah. song, every pop song. Yo. Wherever you heard a song... Lil Wayne was on it, and I, to be quite honest with you, I got a little irritated with it. I got so I was like, "This nigga I is." I agree. <laughs> I was so sick to myself. I was like, "What is the deal with this nigga, dog?" I was like, "What is going on, with this man? Is does he not sleep? Does he not take a? Does he not decline a song or like whatever song you heard? He was on it. Whatever song that was hot at that moment." He ripped that beat apart within like two to three minutes. And I was like, my mind was just, I was impressed, but at the same time, I was like sick. I was like, bruh, please take an off day because I'm tired of hearing your name. So (laughs) this is like around like one of the days at my high school, I was in an art class. I was in art Mm -hmm. class as a filler, you know, just a whatever class to get a credit. Mm-hmm. So one of the classmates was like, did you hear, um, uh, I think it was like the Drought 3 mixtape where he was rapping over Beyonce's Upgrade You. So mm-hmm. I was like, never heard that one because I've never heard Drought 3 before in my life. Like I heard. Oh, my all, God. I've <laughs> never heard like all the drops that he dropped. I've heard Dedication 2 before. Like I was like, OK, I get Dedication 2. Huge mm-hmm. staple in the rap community. Um. So I was like, no, nah, I never heard Upgrade You before. So then I heard it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was like, damn it. So then, like, after that, then I heard him rap over um, uh, Rich Boys, throw some Ds on it, and, then, mm. and I was, that sealed the deal for me to become a Wayne fan. Like, after I heard him rap over throw some Ds, mm-hmm. he rapped over that shit, and then Nas is If I Rule the World, and then the Drought 3 mixtape is literally my favorite Wayne mixtape of mm, out so of all mixtapes. That is my favorite one. Like so good. It's so good. But then mm-hmm. like when I heard him on Hotland Blows, I was like, Ooh. like when I saw the feature, I was like, uh-oh. I was like, uh-oh, we get another, we get another combo, we get another two-piece. So then when mm-hmm. he hopped hot wind blows feet. It's so good hearing him rap over jazz beats. I feel like that is that's his most underrated thing for him to do, like rapping over jazz beats because he rapped over like a jazz type beat on Carter Three, 
which was yes, Dr. It, it was Dr. Carter. Little, nobody don't appreciate that song more than I do. Like the sample for it goes crazy. Like it's so insane, and the way he just flows with the jazz and it's like he he. I feel like that's his natural thing to do, just to flow really slow. But yeah. then when it picks up, then he picks it up that quick, and then he goes right back down. Then he picks it up, goes back down. So then. When I heard him rap over Hot Wind Blows, I was like, okay, this is a jazz-type beat. Wayne is mm-hmm. on it. I got excited. So then when he when he did that that verse, bro, all I all I did was just shake my head and just applaud. I was I was clapping out loud. I was like, thank you, Tyler, for making him rap over jazz beats. So then my friend was like, I like what like what if one day just which I'm hoping I'm putting it out in the universe right now. What if Tyler decides to ask Wayne? I was like, yo, what if you want me to do an album with you or just have you rap over all my shit as an album? Like a whole Tyler produced album by Wayne. Like like uh I looked at my friend, I was like, nigga, what? Like I would I would pay to be in the studio when all that go down. Like wanna, I would legit. I was Daytona. I was. I would sell my soul to to be even in one studio session if they ever in life decide to do an album together or let alone Daytona version of them, huh? Yeah, I, I, bro. I was like, man, that'll be sick. What Wayne? What Ye did to push the, is what you want with T to do with. Wayne. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would 100% go for this route because... Seven songs of fire. Seven. I would I would even let seven songs. Just give me seven or eight. I would not hate on it one bit. Give you ten, probably. Exactly. It, I, I would feel kind of cheated out of it, but at the same time, I feel so much better if they were to ever decide to do something together. So... But just hearing Wayne over jazz beats like that, it just makes my soul happy. And to be a Wayne, not like a big Wayne fan, but just a fan of his. Yeah. It's just just to hear him like go back to his old mixtape ways on mm-hmm. his verse without that's the a, that's the best Wayne. And that's the best Wayne. Just him natural voice, no auto tune, no nothing. It's just that verse alone was better than his last album. Yeah. I I agree with that because I I feel like that Wayne gives you more of like an appreciation of of what he's that what he's done within his whole career. I mean, like I I I mean I get it. I like the auto tune Wayne too, but it's just to a certain extent. You know what I mean? But I feel like if you use your natural voice of where you actually got that love and appreciation for all your fans in the past up until now it just makes me feel like okay yeah like like he's mm-hmm. giving that old Wayne that I used to love back in the day when I first heard this song or when I first heard this album or when I first heard this mixtape that's how I feel about when I hear that Hot Wind Blows verse or the song in general so, yeah I agree I mean I was never the biggest Wayne fan but I always appreciated the mixtapes yeah um, I liked all the Carters yeah. You know, I think Carter I, 2 was the best. Uh, I don't know. I, say, I You say, I, I like Carter 2, but I feel like 
even though it's like a bandwagon corny thing to say, uh, I feel like Carter Three is Carter Three is like, good. It was it was good. Uh, monumental. Yeah, I remember it sold I a million Carter, in its first week. Trash. Wow. I don't care what anybody else say. Carter Four is trash. I hated that album. Yeah, that's I the weaker like, one. The only two good songs on that album is, of course, Six Foot, Seven Foot, even though we got drowned with that song. Mm -hmm. Every turn, you heard that song. And mm -hmm. I I have, I got to have a, a, a mood to hear that song. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so dark. That song and Nightmares at the Bottom. Whole, if you When you hear that song... That's one of his best, actually. That, that is literally the best song in that whole album, in my opinion. But yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah, that, yeah. that was the weaker of the Carters, though. But like, yeah, Wayne, like you said, I grew up, you know, pretty much the same time, and lit hearing them all from '06 to 2012, I guess that's where he was like super big. It was annoying, right. but as I've gotten older and hear these songs again, it's like. Okay, I appreciate him. Mm -hmm. I kind of like got suffocated. I guess T said this too. Like he was always there, and you're like, no, I don't want to hear it. But he's gone back, and he's appreciated him, and I feel the same way. I'm like, okay, I, I see where the hype was back then. Wayne had bars. Exactly. He, he still does. Still got it. He's he he's never lost a step. Not he's one bit in the game. He's been doing it since he was 13, like, I think. Like, 12 13 years old, like he's been doing this since he was like 12 or 13. You know, yeah, I was cash, doing it 12 and 13. Been around. Like, you know, you know what I was doing at 12 and 13, making sure that <laughs> I got my grades up and making sure my room was clean. That was the <laughs> only thing I worried about at that age. That man started, he was still in school, but he was getting big boy money at that age. I was like, hustling what? with Birdman. Hustling with Birdman and just starting the whole Juvenile, all Juvenile, of the boys, PG and wow. Hot Boys, and I'm like, bro, that was that was an era for me. Like I was like, when <laughs> like if you were to tell the kids, uh, you know, Wayne's in the Bling Bling song, they'd be like, no, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Like he's the reason, like that that bling, phrase bling. when it came to that he invented that word. I was like. I was like, man, like he invented a word. It's even in the it was in the the dictionary at one point. I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, what? Like, but it's just insane. Like Wayne insane. is just he's he's the goat. That's all you gotta say. Like Wayne is the goat. Yeah, that his verse on uh, "Hot Wind Blows" is my favorite. I think it just yeah. blew my mind for sure. So what? So what is your favorite song on the album? Like. Give me your top three. Top three. <sighs> I think I have it written down. Let me see. It's tough. It's tough. It, it's tough. Like it's so tough. Like like on on Instagram. Of course, you. I use. I'm pretty sure you saw the ranking on my Instagram. I saw yours. Yeah, yours is good. Yeah. So it was so tough for me. Everybody was bashing me for saying something about Wilshire. I'm like, bro. I get it. I love a good storytelling song. But eight minutes, like it's great, but yeah. It, it's the great eight minute song, but it takes a toll on you sometimes. I'm like, okay, we get it. You were the guy that liked the girl that you were homies with, and then you try mm -hmm. to be the I try to be the home wrecker, so you decide to leave her alone. 
da 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 So I'm like, okay, it's a good song. I don't hate the song, but everybody's hating the fact that I put it at a low rank, but that's just me. <laughs> I was just like, I like Will Shire. I love the beat. It's a great song, though, even, yeah. It's a great song. I, I give him his props on that song. I, he even tweeted yesterday, I if I'm not mistaken, about the the end depth of that song. Let me look for it really quick. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking he, for my list. <laughs> yeah, while you look for your list, I'm gonna look for the that he talked about. He said for Wilshire. He said he recorded it on a handheld mic in one take while I was in the moment. Wrote it that morning. Mm-hmm. He mix it, left it raw because it was such a timestamp of a moment for me. Like diary entry, even everything isn't supposed to sound like what y'all think is a good mix. I'm I hype. I'm hyped that you liked it. So he was just talking to one of his fans at the time because mm-hmm. you know, whenever he's bored, he hops on Twitter and just does like funny responses to people who saying yeah. some left field shit, and then he just disappears for like the next three weeks or a month or so. Like yeah. he always does that. I hate when he does it, but at the same time, I'm like, he's living his life. So as oh, yeah. he could. So Okay, so I'll give you five because I have five right yeah, Give me give me your top five. My fifth song I like is Juggernaut. Okay. Yeah. Speak oh, before you keep going. Will <laughs> Uzi Bird was insane <laughs> on that verse. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. When he came in after the tire screech, I was like, I was like, oh, this is not I have never heard that Bro, man rap I've like never that. Heard Uzi rap like that ever in my life. Like you, like when you listen to Lil Uzi, you know what to expect. Like verse wise, like he does the Migos flow sometimes, and he goes into his other, you know. But when he rapped like that, I was like, you went in. I, I ran his verse back like three times the first time I heard it. I was like, what is this? Like, the double C on my feet. I was like, what? What? And then, of course, you know Pharrell. That's that's like... I'm glad he got a verse from Pharrell, finally. He got a verse from Pharrell. I was like, because Pharrell don't really do much on Tyler albums. Like, he'll Mm-mm. do, like, his little harmonizing in the background add his little, you know, his little spices here and there, but to actually get a verse out this nigga, the last <laughs> time we heard Pharrell like, on a Tyler song was I Fucking Hate You. That was the last time we heard him do anything Pharrell-wise. Like, no, 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 I lied. It was Keep the O's for yeah, Cherry Bomb. That was his last verse, like a verse verse, but I was gonna like, say, because I remember from the documentary yeah, like, like that was a he was going in, but he couldn't. He couldn't like he wanted he wanted Tyler to rap a certain way. Then he rapped what he wanted to rap, but then he wound up getting Tyler's way. But oh, the last time we got like a verse verse from him was "Keep the O's." Like Flower Boy, he did his little harmonizing. Igor, he did the same thing with the background vocals and all that. Mm. But to hear him rap like that again, I love. Pharrell, I love when Pharrell gets back into his skateboard P vibe. I'm like, yep. I love when he goes back to that. I'm like, bro, please just do another rap album. Like, I I understand the R&Bs and the pops and all that, but dude, I miss in my mind talk your shit skateboard P. I 
I miss that piece so much. I miss it. And to him to rap over that beat and then just uh, it's that it was so great. But all right, I'm done with that. So number <laughs> number four. Number, number four. four. That, just, that gets me excited when I hear Juggernaut. I just I love that That's song. That's a great song. Great song. Number four is Hot Wind Blows. Oh, okay. Because we've talked about it. Yeah, we already talked about it. Number three. Run it up. That's a good, good one. Oh, <laughs> the build man. up. That's, that's my third favorite. So I was like, just man, that that beat that beat is so great. That I feel up. like when we get these concerts back and Tyler starts touring again, be good. that song is going to be like that one where everybody just goes like, <clears throat> "We gonna run it up. We gonna run." I'm just that's. Yeah. It is so great. Like, I love it. Good. That song I can't like, wait. I can't wait for that shit. Okay, so I'm like back and forth with one and two, but I'm pretty solid. So number two is your number one. Master. Oh, that's a... <laughs> Bro, when I first heard Massa, that... I was okay, he's talking about, you know, him leaving L.A. for the first time and whatnot. I thought he was going to get, like, an in-depth, like, story. And then after he said the passport is his most valuable, and then when he did that beat switch, I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had to pause the album for, like, a hot second, reevaluate my life, run Just... that run that part back again, and then when that beat kicked in, mm-hmm. I had the most stankest face <laughs> i had the most stankest face in my entire life i felt like i was surrounded oh, by a so cow of like cow shit. i was like i was like oh oh <laughs> that, 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 i was like oh my bro and then and then the in depth of him of him talking about that song mm-hmm. is like there's so, so much information. It's so much information to, yes. to even just digest in your head. It's like we never knew that Tyler's mom was in a shelter, like <laughs> before, even when Yonkers dropped. And then after that song dropped, it literally changed his, his life, life forever. Yes, and then the way that he said that he's he became like his his he really started developing at like 23. What I felt like his puberty, I guess you can say, but not like like you know body puberty, but like music wise, because yeah. we all I've heard Cherry Bomb. Everybody's everybody say Cherry Bomb is a good album, which it is to a certain extent, because I felt at around Cherry Bomb time, he wanted to he wanted people to focus on his production, his sound, yeah, his sound more than the lyrics itself. Because when Wolf, when we got Wolf and Goblin, and then the OF tape volume two, it was all just focused on his lyrical content, but yeah. not really paid attention to his beats. So he was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Why don't I do this with my production? Just bring the production up a little more so that way you could hear like sonically what's yep. going on with my music more than you pay attention to the verses and all that stuff, which yeah, he did, yeah. which I appreciate. But at the same time, I'm like, you could have just turned the beat volume down a little bit. Like, I hear your beats, brother. They're insanely good. Like, nobody makes any beats more like any 
No one. <clears throat> like nobody is like Tyler. Like he's a different breed. Like yeah, I feel like this man is just in another realm when it comes to his production. So I like to be like when when he was talking about that, I was like, wow. He was like, that's the reason why Char- Cherry Bomb sound is so shifty. And I was like, yeah, like you should have known that like years ago, my guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a good album, but it's just the way that you put it together just to like build it sonically. And which for years, I, yeah, that was his been, favorite. Yeah, so, and then he was, talk, he was talking about like, different that that second verse of massa is so that man went the fuck in when he said at the end of that verse when he was like the giving you his critics from your lunch break i was like mm-hmm. he was like going at the haters fuck. I was like he said he was just letting off rounds in that verse but he, he was talking to every youtube reactor every blogger every person that like any major music like rolling mm-hmm. stone he was talking to everybody and i appreciate that verse so much it's just like bruh why don't you do what he does and you get frustrated by what he does because he gets frustrated if it doesn't sound perfect to him if it doesn't sound perfect to him then it's gonna go away and until we see, like, until he's decided to be seeing it again at another light of day. And the way he just goes in on that second verse, that made me appreciate that song every single time I hear it. Masses. What, what I appreciate about it is the fact that, like, I can, like, when he was saying, what was your favorite moment? It's that song. It gave me, well, going back to Wayne, it gave me little Wayne, let the beat build vibes, because... Yes. That beat continues to switch. It like, continues to switch every it, single time. You hear the drums, and then you hear horns, and then you hear horns, the piano. It's little like pianos what? here and there in that second verse. I was like, and I paid attention to that too. When he was on, it's like, like maybe three days after the album drop, he went live on Instagram mm-hmm. and he played the master instrumental, and I got so excited mm-hmm. when he was playing that shit. I was like, ah, I want so to good. yell so. Is so good, and I, so I feel like I'm, I feel like when we start these conscious back up, because I, because as you all know, I'm going to Lollapalooza in about three weeks, hey. and I get to hear this song like live, like Lucky you, <laughs> like my body is literally going to be oozing out when I hear this song live. I'm gonna need you to rage. <sighs> I'm just like I I know for a fact I'm gonna be the only one in that crowd that's gonna be excited to hear that song. You it's, gotta rage. I need you to do that yeah, for me. <laughs> I already told one of my homies that when Run It Up kicks in, I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy. Like that's that's okay. the song that's that I'm going crazy for. That's the way to do it, brother. Damn, right. you're so lucky. Okay. What's your number one? I want to know what your number one is. Number one is Sweet. I thought you wanted to dance. That is, that is I just, just want to say it's top five best Tyler songs ever made. Ever, ever made. Like, it's, I fully <laughs> agree with you 100%. I feel like. Even if it's 10 minutes, I don't care. <laughs> even if it's 10 minutes, I don't care. Like, you're it's going to hear the full song. It's an entirety. I don't care how long it gets. I don't care how bored you get of it. 
it's that good. It's a vibe, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a big vibe. The way Brent Fias came in mm-hmm. on Sweet when that bridge kicks in, I'm just like, bro. But he's, he's singing. And he's sing- yeah, you he's like singing. Tyler never sings on a full song. Like he never does that. He's saying on a full song for Sweet. I was like, this man is singing the whole way through. And I'm like, where did this come from, first of all? And it's just the way him and Brent just goes back and forth on the song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so good, dude. And then I thought you wanted to dance. I was like, I was expecting something different. But then when that, that reggae vibe kicked mm. in, I was like, oh, my God. Then the ending of that song, that, 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 that's a beautiful song. Like, it's a beautiful song. I, I, I even tweeted this out. I was like, I don't care who you are. When I decide one day that it's time for me to jump the broom, that song will be played. <laughs> that song will be played as my dance with my wife, and I'm I'm legit going to sing the entire time while I'm looking at my wife. Shoot, I've already I've already used lyrics for a post about my girl. With that. <laughs> yeah, like that song is legit. That that is a legit love song. Like it's a perfect love song. Like from. From from sweet to the end of I thought you could dance, it's complete. It's perfect. Like it, like you said earlier, it gives out Flower Boy and Igor vibes. I feel like sweet. I feel like sweet was Flower Boy, and I thought you could dance was Igor. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt the entire time, and I and I'm still. I, every time I listen to that song, I get so excited. Towards the end of that song, I'm like. Fuck! It it's so good. It's that good. You know what I wish I had more of though was uh, more of that flute in the beginning where he's talking. Oh yeah. I wish I had more like a track where it's just that flute just yeah. like at the end of Sir Baudelaire where he was doing like you know the call me. That was great too. That I love that. That is like my favorite thing that he's that he does with the flute and all that is so I love good. The flute, yeah. The flute is so good. Like, but but when that first song kicked in, I didn't know what to expect. When I saw Sir, I was like, I know the character, the the whole character aspect of him doing Sir. I was like Sir Baudelaire. I was like, who the fuck is that? But then, like, I've been watching like past like reviews and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's like an old French poet Mm -hmm. that yeah. So and it makes sense because it makes sense. So. When I first heard the song, I was like, okay, what what am I going to expect on this song? And then when that beat kicked in, I got so happy because you know I listen to West Side Gun. Yes, when, if, if when you I don't heard, know, you know. At, if you don't know, I, I love, love, love West Side Gun so much. That man's voice is so unique, and the way that he raps is like the perfect boom bap rap. Pray, pray for Paris was my one of my top five last year. Yeah, pray for Paris. Yeah, pray for Paris. Top five last year, bar none. But when he dropped that Michael Irvin beat and he rapped mm. over it, I got so excited. I wanted to scream within three seconds. I didn't want to do it, but I, I, bro, that when he when when uh, 
when that beat kicked in, I was so happy. I was like, this <laughs> nigga about to rap over other people's songs, but then I actually thought about it. And I was it's like, Gangsta no, Girls. He's like, it's it's a Gangsta Girls mixtape. I was like, we get a gangster guy here DJ drama. Like my expectations was was running like a hundred, like a hundred miles per hour. But then I had to think about I had to slow down a little bit. I was like, okay, this is Tyler we're talking about. He's probably gonna do his own beats mm-hmm. throughout the whole way. But to, but for him to rap over someone else's beat, Michael Irvin, like some someone else's beat, let alone Michael Irvin by Westside Gun, it was perfect. Fire. Fire. It was fire. so fire, it's so underrated for everybody because I'm seeing these other rankings from people. Everybody's like, Sir Baudelaire is like number eight or number ten or like even number thirteen. I'm like, y'all don't appreciate the fact that. For one, it's a West Side Gun song that he's rapped over, and he loves West Side Gun. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, even, they're tight. Like they're tight like that. So, and to him to rap over that beat when mm. I first when I first heard Michael Irvin for the first time, I was like, man, that beat is so good. And Conductor is so fire, bro. Like that man's beats is so perfect for West Side Gun. But, but yeah, I was like, but then. If you gotten, of course, everybody's gotten the box sets on the CD. Perhaps mm-hmm. over another West Side Gun beat for Fishtail. No way. Yeah, that's Fishtail. Because I got it, but I haven't opened it. <laughs> yeah, he raps over another West Side Gun beat. So for those who listen into the podcast, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but that's a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear that part, just mute it for a hot second. But um, but yes, right. he raps over. Yeah, he raps over uh Leslie off his "Who Made the Sunshine" album. Okay, okay. Yeah, but that song. That. Yeah, that that song is good too. Like it's really good. So when you when you hear it, because it replaces Safari, it replaces so Safari oh, does. Yeah, Safari's not even on the CD version. Oh shit. Yeah, it's it's off. Like it's not there at all. So if you bought the iTunes version, you get Safari. But if you got the CD version, you get Fishtail mm. at the end of the album. Crazy, right? That is crazy. Cause like <laughs> I got the CD, but I haven't opened it. Like I got yeah, the box and everything. You gotta open it. You have I, to open it, dude. You I was checking out my shirt. I was checking out the poster. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, okay, the CD's there. I'm gonna leave it there. But now I'm gonna have to open that. <laughs> Yeah, you might have to after we do this. But, but yeah, it, it replaces Safari. So if you bought it on iTunes, you get Safari. But if you got the CD version, you get another song, which is Fishtail, but it raps That's crazy. Over. Yeah, and it raps over West Side Guns. It's Leslie off his Who Made the Sunshine. Um, uh, yeah, shout out West, Gun. West Side Gun, oh, man. Shit. I thought West Side Gun was going to make an appearance on the album. That's what I thought. When I first heard the song on Sir Baudelaire, I was like, oh, "West Side Gun is going to be on the album." I was like, ah. well, "Who do you, who do you wish was on the album?" There's uh, another question. Man, it's I so unexpected. I thought Rocky surprisingly was going to be on the album because it's well, been a he, hot minute since he told the story, though. Yeah, he told the story too. I was like, Rocky. I was like, No, you ignored your boy for five months. Bro, but it's that That's Rihanna a thing. It's Rihanna. And I feel like at that time period, that had to be a Rihanna thing. Because, you know, I mean, come on. It's Rihanna. Like, why would you want to ignore her for, for 
for five months. Like you, when you have Rihanna in your life, you want to be with her 24 seven, 365. I know I do like, come on, but to ignore your boy for five months, that kind of like hurt a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, bro, you literally missed out an opportunity to be on one of his best albums. If he, He's released in a long time. Like you mm-hmm. literally missed out. Like for real, for real. But I was surprised Rocky wasn't on it. But of course, if you haven't seen the Brooklyn performance that he just uploaded on YouTube from Amazon, it's a he told the story that he ignored him for like five months for Corso and all the spots was filled by DJ Drama. So um uh let's I wish see. uh what's his uh, Freddie Gibbs. I thought he was going to be on it. Yeah, I thought Freddie Gibbs was going to be on it too because he, cause he did something to rap about, which is literally still one of my favorite Gibbs songs ever. It's it, and it's the song that I wake up to every fucking day. Like, like that's my second alarm song to wake up to. Just to hear that that sample. It, yeah, it's, a, it's insane. It's yeah. so like. Alfredo, I feel like Alfredo still should have gotten the Grammy, but even though Nas deserved it, but I felt like Freddie Gibbs deserved it even more. But, but you know, it is what it is. The Grammys are slow-key trash. Well, not low-key, they're high-key trash. I feel like the the Grammys is a popularity contest. That's how I feel, but you know. What do At least I know? our boy got it. <laughs> the board meetings when they do these do these announcements and shit. Because if I feel like if I was in there, shit would have tri- switched. Shit would have switched up. Like for real, for real. Yeah, but a lot you of know. people should have got Grammys that others shouldn't have. Yeah, that's true. But, but we know. ain't gonna go down that lane because everybody knows. Yeah. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna go down that lane. But um, <laughs> who else? Who I thought should have been on it? Um. Um, I'm surprised Cardi is not on it again because mm-hmm. even though he is, even though he had a good verse on Earthquake, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised Cali Uchis. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised Cali Uchis wasn't on it too. I was that's, like, hmm, because normally that that's like his go-to girl when it mm-hmm. comes to like, songs like that. But it's nice but, that he's using others though. I, I like that. I'm not hating. Yeah, it. I like the fact that he's using other people for his um. For his uh, for his songs now, so and this, putting them in the spotlight, yeah, yeah, giving them their own spotlight. So um, I'm surprised Charlie Wilson wasn't on it because you know he he loves that nigga dog, like he loves Charlie Wilson, like to to an extent because that voice is so beautiful, man. Like Charlie Wilson is such a legend, like he yeah. is. But um, basically everybody that I really wanted on the album was on the album like i wanted something from p i wanted something from uzi um i wanted something from wayne and it was it was it was great like the ones that i really wanted was already on the album so i was happy with it like yeah yeah i won't take nothing from it away from it or anything i'm happy with what he selected and yeah it turned out to be phenomenal (laughs) yeah we're here talking about it man so it's just like it's crazy yeah it's it's so good man this is this album of the year it for sure i thought j cole had the album of the year but then when this out i was like nope never mind i changed my mind well the thing is no one's talking about cole right now yeah it's true 
But everybody's talking. Like, because Cole, because Cole's a different, he's a different breed of a rapper. Like, he'll drop something and then, like, we'll talk about it for, like, a good week or two. And then after that, it's just, he goes away. Like, he, he just lives his life, just just like a normal dude. I'm like, but no, you're J. Cole. Like, you should not be living like that, but that's yeah. how he wants to live. But he's about to start his tour up soon, which, so, um, yeah. for the off-season. But off-season is second best album of the year. Like, that's that album yeah. is so good. Like, my life is so good. Him and 21 Savage is just an, a dynamic duo. I I'm just like, my God, every time I hear that song, I'm just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's so good. Great. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so great. I'm just like, my God, that sample in the beginning is so crazy. <sighs> yeah, that's that's one of my top songs, man. I was listening to that nonstop. Nonstop. Like, every time I woke up, when that album came out, that was like the first thing I heard before I even ran the album back. Like, I would hear that song, like, three times before I played a whole album within itself. Like, that, it's that good. So. Before this album came out and J. Cole's, well, it was about almost the same time. Um, I was listening to the Alchemist uh, EP. Um, Everything is Ours, or what's it called? Everything. Oh, yeah. The one with the four song with... Uh, <sighs> um, this man, Earl, is... He's... He elevates his bars every time I hear this man rap. I've... I'm telling you, bro, like that song, especially. That song is so, so Loose good. Change. Yeah. Loose Change. Was... Yeah, oh my God. That song is so. Oh my that God. That was my song of the year before T came out. <laughs> my God. When I first heard Loose Change, I, I looked at my phone. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that can't be Earl. And then I read it back like three times, and then I was like, "No, this is heard him flow that well, man." Such my God! Literally, Alchemist is like one of my favorite producers Mm -hmm. ever. The way that he flips samples to make it sound his own way—it's—it's some next level shit. I'm just like. I'm like, it's wild. Like, from what, like, my favorite, like, one of my favorite sample flips from him, there's this song that him and Action Bronson does from the the Lamb Over Rice EP. It's this song. It's called, um, hold on, let me look for it. Give me a second. Lamb Over Rice. It's Just The Way It Is. That song is so yeah, good. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's over a old 80s Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, what? And then I played the commercial on YouTube and then it played certain ele- like certain parts from the from the way he flipped the beat. And then I yeah. heard him. I got so excited. I was like, this nigga is a genius. Like what Crazy, is what right? his mind when he does these beats? It's just, it's so sick, the way he does that. I didn't even know it came from a commercial. I thought it was from a song. And then when I looked on it on, on a website that I go to to look for samples, and then I, it said an old, like it came from a Coca-Cola 80s commercial. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, an old, an 80s Coca-Cola? Like, and then I watched it, and I was like, yes. 
Like then I heard certain you elements. Heard I was like, this nigga is a genius. Like Alchemist is a is a genius. He's so, been in the game for a good while. He's been in the game for a long time. A long time. He just celebrated the anniversary of his first album that he mm-hmm. ever So I'm like, wow. Like this man literally came a long way. The a one long thing way. the one thing he needs to stop is stop trolling us because apparently him and Earl have a secret album somewhere on YouTube. The man said it's been up there for a few years now and no one's discovered it because it has a fake name. Of course it does. I'm... Fake artist name, fake album name with fake uh, song titles. It's been like four I years, find, I think. If I find this shit out, it's over. Like, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, he tweeted out. He's like, no one still found it. I'm like, fuck. Fuck. Like, like why are they really, teasing like, like that, man? Everybody right. wants <laughs> like, just that album. Give it- Please, like I want it. Like I want it. Don't just say it, and then we got everybody on a, a manhunt trying to find this album, and we can't find it. Like it's impossible. But I still appreciate Alchemist. That man is a yeah. He's he's a legend. Like I love Alchemist so much, bro. Yeah, he's top five r- r- producers for sure, man. He's for sure incredible. And I, I oh, also to go back on. Who I thought should have been. I'm surprised Kanye West didn't even make an appearance on it. Because mm. that would, I feel like, I feel like if Kanye was on that album, I feel like he would have done wonderful on Lemonhead instead of 42 Doug. I can mm. hear Lemonhead more than with anything. those drums, yeah. Those drums and then that horns. And then I feel like he would have been a perfect fit for Lemonhead. Like that would have been sick. Drop a remix. Come on, we need the remix. Come on. That would be sick. Like, it'll be sick if he did a remix for it, but I'm surprised Kanye wasn't on that album. That was... Kanye's but, up to something. So, he's quiet. He's, he's been too quiet. He's like, quiet for a reason. He, yeah. I mean, besides the obvious with the divorce or whatever, but... Yeah, with the divorce and then him failing miserably by running for president is just... I feel like he needed to get away for a minute. But, bro, the last time he was, like, extra quiet, he's when he dropped fucking My Beautiful Dark Twisted... So... Fantasy. Yeah, that was the last time he was, like, quiet, quiet about anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. And and he's going through heartbreak? Are we gonna get an 808s 2 again? (laughs) You do then come come with it, brother. My ears are ready. Because that's a similarity him and T have. They switch up every album. Every album. That's the only similarity between them two. Like you don't get the same thing that was from the mm-hmm. previous album. Like they always want you. Different. It's always different. And that's why I appreciate Tyler for that. Because if he gives just us the same old thing from like the last album. I legit would have stopped being a fan of his. Like, mm-hmm. like we got we already have too many rappers out here rapping about the same thing. The albums is basically the same thing. And then yeah. I, I get it because that's 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 your audience, that's your fan mm-hmm. base that you're used to. But then when you got other people listening to your stuff that's not a fan of yours, but they want to get into your stuff and they go run through your discography. And it sounds the same way as the last album. It's just, it's pointless at this point. Right? Mm-hmm. Facts. But, you know, 
That's why I listen to who I listen to, and I stay away from it until I decide to give it a chance. So, mm-hmm. so it's all good. Whew. We talked a lot, <laughs> but it's fun though. It doesn't even feel like it. Did. We did though, but it goes right. by. It goes by. Quick question. What's up? You see my shirt? Oh man, come on, man, Young Randall, Young Randall Orton, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on wrestling world right now? I feel like AEW is killing it right now. Mm-hmm. WWE is on some other shit. Like with all mm. these releases, with all these releases don't make any sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I they're saying like it's budget cuts, but really I feel like it's other wrestlers leaving that company with because. They feel like they don't really get as much shine as they should. Yeah. They don't get the certain push that they should. Or if it's money, like it's either one of the three. Because when, like, my biggest shock of the release of out of all the releases was Braun Strowman. And yeah, I'm that was like, crazy. I was like, when I woke up and I saw that shit, I was like, I had to rub my eyes a little bit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Braun Strowman got released, like, and you know how Vince McMahon is. He loves tall, big muscular, big. He loves big dudes, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like, bro, Braun is your is your guy. Like, that's your that's your meal ticket. But I feel like it was necessary for him to get a release because once he got that shine and that push that he got that he that he got and deserved once he got that universal title his his all his shit just went downhill it started yeah to and like like he got into like these ridiculous storylines that didn't make sense um and with the whole i feel like the most ridiculous one was with him and bray wyatt yeah it was it was so dumb like that like that whole horror house that whole horror him by the lake, him and the fiend, and trying to go mm-hmm. back to his roots and about him with the Wyatt family. I felt, I mean, it was good at certain points, but at the end of the day, it was it was dumb by bringing Alexa Bliss into it. And I'll get to her in a second, but um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that whole that whole situation was just dumb. I hated it. That that storyline was yeah was it was, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But then, yeah. and then, like, like, like I said, all these other releases of everybody getting getting the boot, and I'm just like, bro, you getting rid of Tyler Breeze? Like, he's so good on NXT. Him and Fandango is gone, and I'm just like, bro, y'all, they're they're legit dropping the ball right now, currently. And then last night for Monday Night Raw, I couldn't even get through it. Like, I had my TV on mute, and I was watching some other shit. Yeah, I don't like, watch it no more. Like it's it's pointless for me to watch it anymore. It's just that it's so dumb. Like all the storylines don't make any sense to me at all. The whole the whole Rhea Ripley and Charlotte thing is literally getting on my nerves. I feel like that should have ended at WrestleMania when the whole pandemic even happened. Yeah, I feel like after their rematch, that should have been it. Like they should have not rekindled the whole rivalry between the two. Like when I saw them fight with crutches, I was like, 
I was like, man, I, I just gave up. I gave up on that. I put my TV on mute and I didn't even watch. I didn't even finish it until like the New Day versus Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP. It's just it's it's pointless now. But now but now that they're about to be back on the road and and they're going to be in Fort Worth for Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to increase a little bit more now that the crowds are going to be back into it. But I still feel like it's still going to be the same way, like the same storylines and mm-hmm. they the same crap. But I feel like it's still going to continuate to that. And I'm just like, what's the point on continuing to watch WWE if you keep, if one, you keep releasing all these people that's been in the company for years, yep. that's loyal to you, to you, Yep. With the company, and you just decide to let them go just like that without even a fair warning. It's just, and two, like, how are you going to like improve both storylines and pushing certain people that deserves to be pushed? Yeah. So, yeah, because I saw that Big E is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I feel like he should win off top. Cause he's been he's been in WWE for the longest. He's been with them since Dolph Ziggler and AJ mm-hmm. Lee is in there. Mm-hmm. He's been there from the start. Since the old like old NXT days, like oh well, like like 2010s. He's been with them since that long. Yeah, he's and been I feel like he rightfully deserves to win the Money in the Bank contract. So I feel like that would be hit that would be perfect. Like him being on like on SmackDown doing the Universal, just getting the title alone, that'll be sick. But WWE is questionable for me. Yeah, it's... even though I like the 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 combination of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, it's <laughs> like I feel like when they do their little segments, Randy wants to laugh at Riddle so bad. Like it's it's so hard to keep a straight face when you hear Riddle talk. Like he goes so left field when he talks. I even laugh at my like I'm a very goofy person. Like if I I heard this man talk for like two minutes straight of straight nonsense, I will legit laugh on live TV while the cameras are rolling. Yeah. Just to I commend Randy Orton for not laughing at this man for whenever he talks. Because you can look at Randy's face when he talks you can see him like smirk a little bit, but he can't really smirk or smile or laugh because he still wants to give you like I'm Ra- like I'm Randy Orton. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, he's trying to be in his I, character. I, I try to be like the mean guy, but you really can't because it's impossible when Riddle just says ridiculous things mm-hmm. to make people laugh at him. But you know, but other than that, I feel like WWE is like a hit and miss at this point. But um. If if the case may be, everybody's saying that um, John Cena might come back. Who knows? I know Edge is going for the title at Money in the Bank, but if Edge does lose, um, I feel like John Cena should be next and go for Roman Reigns. Yeah, that'll be a sick way to like go for the title at SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, but more than that, more than likely, I've been watching AEW for the most part. Like, it's that good to me still. Oh, yeah. It's more, 
It's it's really less, good. Less it's, uh chaotic than what WWE yeah, is. Yeah, it's now. less chaotic. Like you like you get storyline. Like when they do storylines, they stick to that one storyline and then go to the next one. Do their storyline, then go mm-hmm. to the next one. Go right. to they they continue it. It's just and it's really good. Like the whole pinnacle and inner circle storyline between them two, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Keep that going. I love it so much. Um, I love that Rusev or Miro is is a champion now. He always wanted to like get that push that he always wanted, but it really didn't get when he was in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he's doing good over there. Orange Cassidy is my boy. He's literally <laughs> my favorite wrestler right now. He is so good. Like he is so nonchalant <laughs> and laid back, and he just doesn't give a damn about you anything. Like, he he doesn't have a clue of what's going on. But when he gets in that ring, flawless. Like he gives you he gives you the comedy, but at the same time, like he actually wrestles when he kicks it in. Like he literally gives you his all when he. He's yeah. in that ring, and it, he's so good. And Darby Allen with Sting is really good. Um, um, Kenny Dark Order, Dark Order is really good. Heyman Adam Page is a insane. Um, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, and oh my, it's it's a it's it's so good. Like I it love is. it. It's really good. Like eight, hey, I feel like. If WWE keeps the path that it's going on for a long period of time, I feel like AEW is going to be the next thing. Like it's already been oh, the next. Yeah. For sure, I get. I give it's, it. It's already it, going up there. It's already going up there. So the like, if if WWE, <laughs> like I said, if WWE continues the way that they're doing things right now, I feel like WWE. I mean, AEW is going to legit take over. For sure, because they already got, because they already got um, Big Show on there. Mark Henry's on there now, and now they just got Andrade. So, like everybody, yeah, with all the other cuts, and yeah. So, and I thought Zelina was Zelina Vega was going to be with AEW, but no, she's back back on WWE, and I'm like, wait. What? When I heard Sonya Deville announced that she was going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, I was like, I was like, why? Why? Like, what did what did she do? Like, don't get me wrong, I love Zelina Vega, but she just came back straight into the ladder match. I'm like, what? I feel like Liv Morgan should get the whole thing. Liv is just, she's so underrated, bro. Liv Morgan is. Liv Morgan is so underrated. She is so good. She's good. And I feel like at the point where they got rid of Ruby Riot, I was like, damn. Like, now she's, like, legit on her own now. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're about to, like, legit see her shine as yep. she should. Because she's been, like, the dark horse within the Riot Squad for the longest. Like, I love Liv Morgan. I love Liv Morgan. She's great. She's a great wrestler. And I feel like it's her time now to to do what she got to do to get the job done. Yeah, big um, but um, but yeah, just that's that's how I feel about what I've been watching with wrestling lately. Is just AEW has been taking over so far. Oh yeah, I just wanted to hear your little info on that because I know 
me and you go back and forth texting about wrestling here and there once in a while. So yeah, I just want to hear that the people know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it as of wrestling for right now. So AW is killing it. WWE needs to step their game up because if they don't step it up and stop with these releases, yeah, they're going to decline because uh, Monday Night Raw is complete shit I right now. Already in trouble. Yeah. I feel like Raw is complete shit right now. SmackDown is way better than Raw. And Raw and SmackDown is supposed to be the B show. Mm. I'm like, how are you gonna let a sec like a a second show beat you like content wise? I feel like SmackDown is way better than than Raw right now. So mm. well. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, I agree. I got nothing else to say. I mean, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 crazy, it's, but it's crazy. Yeah, but WWE well. pick the game up. They need to pick it up because if they don't, AEW is going to be the one. Most definitely. Well, it's about an hour. That's about the range we do on this show. We sometimes go an hour thirty, but yeah. We try, we try not to because I don't know how many people stick around for that long. We feel like an hour is good enough for people listening-wise. Yeah. Like, so what we do on the show is we always leave off with, you know, something like any shout-outs, any special message or anything. So, I mean, I leave it to you, my guy. You're the host, guest host. <laughs> you got any... Encouraging words or um, I don't know some anything shout outs you can do anything you want it is all yours you've been the MVP of today's show so I appreciate that man yes but sir my, my only message is just keep keep a strong head on your shoulders yes, because sir. I know I know last year was like a legit left turn for everybody in the world. Like mm -hmm. with this whole pandemic and everybody was just losing people that they love left and right, up, down, sideways, horizontally, zigzag. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the, I know it may be hard for you right now, but at the same time, you've got to learn to like, just stay like remain positive and just keep doing what you're doing to keep yourself within your own mentality because because that's 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 what's important to you at the end of the day is your yep. own mental health and it's just like if you just keep thinking about bad thoughts in your head it's going to drive you crazy and then it's going to make you do things that you <laughs> normally don't do so like that that's why i always hit up everybody as as much as I can, mm -hmm. like if or whoever I have in mind or whoever I just decide to talk to on a daily, I just I just check up on them just to make sure that they're good. And if I don't get to you, I still think about you for sure. Like there's no questions about that. I, I make sure that everybody that I know and who I talk to, I make sure that you're good. If you're good, then I'm good. Mm -hmm. So. That's my message for anybody that's listening to today's show is just keep a strong head on your shoulders. Everything is going to be okay. 
and yes, and just keep keep your loved ones close or closer to you because you never know what the fuck is going to happen to them or you at the end of the day big facts <laughs> that's my message for for everyone that's going to be listening today big facts i love that thanks man hopefully hopefully that helps somebody anyone listening out there so <laughs> yeah man that's what, that's all i do man like because i feel like that like all the years that y'all have known me like like y'all always see me like as a happy person and then i still feel that way like i yeah. have nothing to complain about like i love what like i love what i'm doing right now like i love my jobs i love my my friends my whole life is just it's good like i got nothing to be sad about i got nothing to be worried about or anything i know i've i've hurdled a couple you know a couple bad things here and there but i always remain positive and just making sure that i get myself together before anything else so yeah i love that i can't really follow up to that because that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) but i will say i guess think positive never negative that's like my old saying so always positive never negative exactly there's any negativity get that shit out of there man that's what i say exactly that's all you gotta and at least try to because being a positive person is not a one-day thing like it takes time (laughs) take your time yeah and if there's if negatives just find a way to block it off find a way then there's always a way don't ever say that there's not a way there's always a way to block that shit out and if you need a song to motivate you listen to track 12 rise on call me if you get lost <laughs> oh, 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 oh the NR, the nerd vibes on that song oh my god his <sighs> nerd bag in that song oh my god yeah he was he was in his bag throughout this whole thing insane i can't wait for the tour i know you can't wait for Chicago, when you see I, him, I can't wait, and I'm gonna see Kendall too. Also, shout out to my nigga Kendall. Oh, DBK, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get him back on this too. So I gotta yeah, get him on. Man, that that's my guy. Love that kid, man. That's my man's right I'm there. I'm gonna have fun. Yeah, we are gonna have a good time. Shout out, and DBK. also another message. I know Fourth of July is over. Stop with the damn fireworks. It's killing me. Every Every night, I try my best to enjoy my night. All I hear is boom, boom, crack, 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 crack. Like, bro, stop it. I hate it. I despise you. I I hope and pray you blow a finger off or something. Stop with the fireworks. That's my other message. Stop it. It's Killing me, bro. I hate that shit. I hate it. I hope you pull a finger off or a toe off or anything. That's the only demise that I want for you if you decide to blow fireworks. I hate that shit. Like, it sucks. I was but, about to say the show needed an outburst from someone because we you it's usually me or my buddy Eddie, but you're the one that did the outburst right now, and that's so it, perfect. It's I'm like, bro, I'm sick of this shit. Like, God, I get I it. It's it. Fourth of July, you got fireworks. It's cool. 
after that day, just put them away for <laughs> Memorial Day or whatever. Just yeah. stop with the fireworks, please. Yeah. That's yeah, my other message for the world. Stop it. Just stop it. It's over. It's the it's poor done. dogs, man. Think of the dogs. It's, Damn it. about the dogs, man. Like, Look. bro. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Where can we, where can the people find you before we signed off? What are your All socials? Right, you, you, my socials, you can find me on Twitter at Uncle McFly. You can find me on Instagram with Uncle McFly. Uh, at Uncle McFly again, but with two Y's instead of one Y, because there's a dude on Instagram right now that has the one Y, <laughs> and I try to block it, I try to spam it to make sure that it goes away, but it's still there. Damn. I'm gonna try my best to contact this person and see if I could get it. But but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Uncle McFly with two Y's, not one. And if you got TikTok, it's also Uncle McFly as well. Um, yeah, that's that's basically where you can find me at. Awesome, awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, brother. Much love. Much we got to do this more often. I will of say course, that. You want me back again? You know, I will. You know, we will. You. I will yeah. arrange this again. Maybe we'll have my buddy and we'll have a three-way where, you know, it'll be fun, you know. His energy's of course, different. You've heard the show. He's yeah, wild. I've heard so. He's a wild man. <laughs> yeah, so that, to have you and him, it'd be funny, you know, because he's basically my best man, and then you're like my best man away. So it's like <laughs> it'd be it'd be a clash of worlds, and I would love to hear y'all just talk and shit. He's good with music too, and you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> right. Well, other than that, thank you for joining again. Of course, and much I appreciate love. that. Much love to you, man. And remember, this podcast will be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and any podcast listening tool out there. We like Y'all to end the that. show. Yes. And we like to end the show with a little zibbity doo dah bye-bye. So I go zibbity doo dah and then when we, I say bye-bye, we do it together. You ready? <laughs> Got you. Got right. you. We'll catch you on the flip side. But until then... The zippity do that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Sir.